That's right, it's episode 237, and today we are back for our Hammer Horror series, where we do this once every month now. Right, Hammer Horror, Hammer Horror. I know. Hammer Horror. There's a song, just so you guys know. So we spun the wheel of horror, and we got two movies. One that's not really a horror movie, by the way, we found out. But uh, I guess it could be if you think about children. I could see it. Um, inf- like, I don't know. I could Back see then. it influencing other movies. Right. Yeah. Uh, it got apparently like an X rating <laughs> in England. It was, oh for its it time for the nudity. Is that what it was? I would think. Was there nudity? Yeah. I remember the lady. I don't remember any nudity. I would have remembered that. The boobies. I remember it in the other movie. Oh yeah, totally in the other movie. <laughs> Anyway, so we have These Are the Dam from 1962, which you can find on YouTube, by the way, if you want to watch the full copy. I found a copy on there. I don't know if it's up there intentionally. We have a box set that came with it. So, And we also have Vampire Circus from 1972, 10 years later. Which you can watch on Shudder, by the way. Mm-hmm, that's what we did. Which is funny because we actually spun the wheel and got Twins of Evil first, mm-hmm. and we replaced it with Vampire Circus, and wouldn't you know that Vampire Circus used the exact same set as Twins of Evil? Oh, did it really? Yes. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but the thing that we didn't realize is that Twins of Evil was the third sequel in the, what was it, the Hardenberger or some shit I have fucking no trilogy? Idea. I can't even remember. So we, we decided to change it and because we didn't want to do sequels. Like, if we're going to do it that, we would just rather do the trilogy and then there's even like... Even though it didn't seem like it was a sequel. Well, there was like Lust of the Vampire and this other one that was like, you know... Are they connected though? Mm-hmm. Hmm. They are. I wonder how. I don't know. We didn't see him. We saw the last movie of the yeah, tri- sequels. Yeah, that's why I was just saying it didn't. It didn't seem like you know. It is. It's connected. <laughs> She's like, "Why are you doubting me?" Like I looked it oh, up. Maybe the girl's parents is when the girl's parents died or something. Well, we no, they don't even know what we're talking about because they wouldn't have watched it unless oh, they've already sorry. seen it. Sorry, so I thought you, we were having conversation. We're not allowed to have conversation, Christina. Oh, this sorry. Is, this is down. a fucking podcast. Shut it down. Anyway, so we chose Vampire Circus, and we have these two movies to talk about today. Very different movies from one another, so you might be surprised at which one we may or may not like. We'll find out in the 
flesh and potatoes section. But, Christina, how have you been doing? What's going on with you? Uh, Well, Mommy Dearest came out on Blu-ray yeah. <laughs> this week, and it's gone. I can't find it. Dude, they sold out, like, instantly yeah. everywhere, which is crazy. Yeah, and Best Buy was supposed to have it in store, and it's gone. Like, they have a special tin, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? I think so. Not a still book or anything. It was just, like, a Paramount came out with this special because it's never been on blu-ray mm. so so i'm like god damn it i like mommy dearest i mean it's not really horror but it's like no no no. yeah scary. i would consider I, that pretty fucking scary fucking your parents bru- like, brutal yeah i always used to tease my mom when she would hit me or something when they would punish me <laughs> i'd be like okay mommy dearest and she'd be like stop it <laughs> Like she was, like she was, like fucking t- uh, child abusing me. Uh, yeah, she didn't like that. <laughs> I bet <laughs> that's so this funny. Funny. I, it was on TV at the time, right? It was on TV uh, movie, wasn't it? No, no, no. It came out in theaters. I think. I think Faye Dunaway. She was nominated. It, I think, well, too, okay, that's for... what it was. They used to have it on TV all yeah, the time. Well, yeah, because. It w- I think it came out in like the early 80s, so it was probably on TV like around our adolescence. Yeah, it was one of so. those movies. Was it, is that the one? I always get it confused, the Mommy Dearest one where the girl was like puking into bottles and hiding them in her closet, or is that like a after-school special oh, that I oh, saw? I can't remember. And I'm getting it mixed up because the moms in those were both kind of volatile. No, I don't think so. That sounds like somebody was bulimic. Yeah, was, but like, I mean- Growing up and hiding I, it in their closet. Yeah, I know. That's kind of that was like the first thing I had ever I had ever heard of that, so I didn't even know. You know, right? Yeah, this is back know. in the day when we didn't have the internet and everybody's making fun of everybody. You know right. what I mean? Like we just we didn't know. Right. <laughs> now we get yelled at for not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, well, hopefully we can get that picked up. If you guys know where we can get a copy, let us know on social media or something like that. And if you have an extra one, maybe let us know. We'll buy it off you. I don't know. Never know. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down. Right. Christina really wants it. I really want it. That's one of those ones. It's like you always forget. And then it's like you like The Watcher in the Woods, too, which is mm-hmm. the Disney movie. right? Yeah, Disney movie from the 70s. They have it in DVD, but they don't have it on Blu-ray. And I think they mm-hmm. did put it on Blu-ray. Do they? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Those are movies that you you like the like tragic mom like in the house stories. Yeah. Don't you? Like grandma's a fucked up a, bitch yeah. in the house. Abuse your kids and shit. <laughs> So it's going to be great to talk about this movie where they fucking experiment on kids. You're <laughs> well, going to love that. Eh. Not enough torture for the kids. No. It reminds me of the, uh, the meme no. I posted on fucking social media. Oh, the Steven Seagal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know most of you guys are like, what is he talking about? But there's this meme that has Steven Seagal pointing and shooting a gun from around the corner. Just look up. Steven Seagal going postal on kids and you'll find it on YouTube. And it's just, it's just scenes of his movies where kids get shot, you know, in the crossfire from other bad guys, but they make it look like fucking Steven Seagal is just sitting on the corner, like firing at the kids. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of fucked up, but I mean, it's funny because it's not real. Right. (laughs) Uh, So trigger warning for anybody that's uh, been in school. That's horrible. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, guys, so we decided to pick Vampire Circus for our horror shot of the week. 
And you may be asking, what is that horror chat called? And I'm going to tell you. Calm down. Please stop pushing me to do things. You're taking forever. It's my podcast! (laughs) No, it's actually, we're going to call this one a sex panther. Sex panther. In the movie Vampire Circus, there is a fucking pretty awkward fucking guy who goes around fucking sucking on bitches. (laughs) He's, he turns in and out of a fucking panther. And I, I thought of Anchorman, and I kept thinking uh, the name of that cologne that smelled terrible. That oh, I he, don't he put That one of the newscasters put on. It was called Sex Panther. Oh. And so I thought, oh, God, that's like what this guy's fucking <laughs> perfume would have smelled like back then. And right. <laughs> in funny. the 70s. Cause, oh, yeah, because yeah. Anchorman's from, like, the 70s. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, now so. I understand. So, okay. yeah, that's, my, that's the level of my genius. I fucking whoop shit together, you know, piece of the gabble, gobble, gobble. All right. Cheers. All right, ready? One, to the freaky fuck that's going <laughs> to suck on your neck, Christina. Yeah. <laughs> you look like the guy. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Why, because I'm balding? No, what the hell? Ooh. Yuck. Yeah, it, it tastes like a panther fart. Ugh. It's that coffee. So in that shot... Yeah, we forgot to tell you what's in it. <laughs> so in that shot... It's like, it's really gross. It's half pomegranate juice, half 99 espresso, and then a little bit on top of Jaeger. It's exactly what a panther fart would smell like yeah. or taste like. Oh, and that Jaeger, like, Well, it kind of makes sense, it. right? A sex panther? Because he's, he's kind of gross in the movie. I hate to say it, but... He, no, he is. He's creepy. He's, and he's gross. Yeah. So, hey, this is very apropos. Mm-hmm. So, like we say, horror shots... Don't always taste the best, but they are very accurate as far as the movie. So if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Make your own goddamn shots. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just kidding, guys. I love you. (laughs) I don't know why I'm being so abusive to our listeners right now. I feel like... You're angry today. I am not angry. Shut the fuck up! See? See? This is what I'm talking about. (laughs) She's... Dude, she's totally leading me into these jokes right now. Yeah, I don't know I am. Because <laughs> you're out of control. They're not funny either. I just think it's funny because, like, I like when people get out of control. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little, like, loopy for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. It's weird. My, I'm, like, tears in my eyes. Like, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you get really tired? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm, like... Right. Maybe there's something really painful happening in my life, and I just don't recognize it yet. You don't want to acknowledge it. Anyway, if you would love to try a sex panther, all you got to do is dig up some dirt, put it in a glass, and drink this shit. Or you can go to longlivethevoid.com and actually check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of our Hammer Horror Week with these are the damned from 1962 and vampire circus from 1975 two i'm sorry why are you saying it like that 1972 and we're gonna go ahead and do that right now Alright guys, so Christina did the work on this 
first one, so you want to go ahead and kick it out? Yes. The Damned, a.k.a. These are the Damned. A.k.a. The Damned Children. The Damned Children Oh, that's my die. job. We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> okay. An American tourist, a young gang leader, and his troubled sister find themselves trapped in a top-secret government facility experimenting on children. Oh, my God. <laughs> the tagline is, come at your own risk if you come alone. I mean, most times when I come alone, it's not very risky. Okay, TMI. <laughs> that tagline makes no sense. I don't get it either. Okay, but this was directed by Joseph Lucy. He did the- It's bo- L-O-S-E-Y, guys. Just just FYI. Lucy. The, he Lucy Goosey. <laughs> he did The Boy with Green Hair from 1948. Okay. The Servant and The Concrete Jungle. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, while he was filming The Prowler from 1951 in Italy, he was summoned to testify before the House of- an American Activities Committee. Really? Yeah, because uh, they wanted him... <laughs> Red Scare. They wanted to charge him, yeah. They wanted to charge him for... Uh, uh, he wasn't rooting out communist subversions in yeah. motion picture industry. Take it back, Jack. <laughs> Reminds me of this segment in uh, Mr. Show where they had a guy who he was like, used to talk to everybody and be like, Hey! Inside every one of your children is a small elf. There could be a small communist elf inside your child. The best way to root them out is to take a hammer and bop them on the head. That will ruin the... Oh, my God. (laughs) And he's like, take it back. I had a lot of trouble with that one. Had a lot of broken skulls and a lot of broken dreams. And I'm here to take it back. Inside of your child is a brain. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hit your children. (laughs) <laughs> That's how serious so, and crazy it was back then, though. Yeah, exactly. And the, this guy had to go through it, and he had to seek exile in Great Britain. And then he had to actually use another name. A pseudonym? Yeah, Joseph Walton in, like, most of his films. Weird. So, so he ran away. Go, yeah. He, he, yeah. Goddamn communists! Yeah. So the this movie was based on the novel by H.L. Lawrence. It was called The Children of Light. Which was the only thing I could find that he had ever written. Hmm, okay. It was kind of weird. Um, or she, he or she. It's I mean, it's HL, so it could be yeah. her. Or them, I don't know. Henrietta. Um, the screenplay was done by Evan Jones, who did Nightwatch from 1973, Ghost in the Noonday Sun, and Shadow of the Wolf from 1992. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it stars McDonald Carey, who plays Simon. Simple Simon, by the Sim- way. Yeah, very We almost simple. made a drink called a Simple Simon. Right, but he was still a little bit too rapey, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been the way you take the drink, you know? You just hold someone down. And you force it down their <laughs> you, throat. You force it down their throat. <laughs> You're out of control. So he was on Days of Our Lives from 1965 till his death in 1994. Oh. Which I thought was crazy. 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 But he was also in The the Devil's Agent, Summer of Fear, It's Alive 3. Oh, It's Alive? Really? It's Alive 3. I think there's a Leonard Cohen movie. I don't know. Cohen something, yeah. Also starring Shirley Field, who plays Joan. She is still alive. 
and well, and she's still doing theater. Wow. Um, she was in UFO the movie from 1993, Hell is Empty, and she was also in House of the Living Dead from 1976. House of the Living Dead. House of the Living Dead. I thought that was odd. I want to look that up real quick, so keep going. I'm curious. Okay. Oliver Reed, who plays King. He was in The Curse of the Werewolf, which we talked about <laughs> last month. We can't shake during, him free. Yeah, we can't get rid of him. So, he, of course, he was in Oliver, The Adventures of Baron Manchester, 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 you know, and he was in Gladiator. It was 74 film, actually. Oh. So it says here. Okay. I was like, House of the Living Dead. It's on Tubi, by the way, guys, if you're curious. Yeah, it, I'm curious. Um, It's got Mark Burns, David Oxley, Margaret Inglis, and a few other people in it, but... It's about a family with a history of mental illness living in Cape South Africa. Hmm, sounds like a more serious movie, huh? On a South African plantation, a maniac is on the loose, first killing the estate's animals oh. and then starting on the human members. <laughs> nice. So it's not a zombie film. Oh, oh well. And then finally, we have Vivica Linforce, who plays Freya. She was in Creepshow. She was in Stargate. She was in The Exorcist 3. Great movie. Children of Darkness. And Children of Light. What is it with her and children? I don't know. That's what I was saying. Oh, wait. The, I'm sorry. That last movie was called Children of Darkness, comma, Children of Light. That was oh, one, okay. That was one movie Either title. Either way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it said the budget on this movie was $500,000. I don't know how accurate that is. From England? I get. It didn't say. It just said 5000 Maybe it was for that song. Black leather, black leather, crack, crack, crack. Oh, my God. Don't remind me. Um, and what did you think, Alex? Well, this is uh, this was a long one for me. Like it took a long. It felt like a forever movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Like it had interesting stuff in the beginning and in the end. It's like the middle part, not so much. <laughs> Just a lot of talking and figuring out what this movie was all about. It's you know technically a sci-fi movie about kids, but whatever. We had no clue. Dems the breaks. The beginning was actually pretty cool, though, with Oliver Reed being in a gang of kids who were a bunch of black leather, black leather idiots, black leather, black leather, piece of shit. Caesar, Caesar, Caesar. But, you know, Oliver Reed was pretty badass in that role. I thought he did a really good job, actually, being a little shit. Yeah. Just an ungrateful little shit. bastard. Yeah. He's robbing people and just being little shits about everyone including their own kind, but it's it's interesting to have these completely motley crew group of cast members join forces, especially an almost 60-year-old who falls in love with the gang leader's sister. Who's like 16. Right. And, no, she's 20. She's 20 in the movie. Oh, is she? Yeah. But, well, I say love, too, at first, because it felt and looked a hell of a lot like rape. Right. <laughs> but, you know. They didn't know back then. Yeah, they back, didn't know. That was how you say hello. <laughs> Come on, people. Let's lighten up Hello. a little bit. Well, can I put my penis in your mouth? <laughs> can you imagine people back then, like, justifying it? Oh, come right. on. Just because I held her down against her will? Oh, I'm she, a rapist? She shouldn't have been wearing that. <laughs> I mean, look what she was wearing. <laughs> she was wearing ankle-high socks. They're like, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just weird looking back at these old films. It, and really, like, and, it really is. And it's culturally like... how they, it clashes with today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, we're, we're being silly, guys. So just don't just take it easy. <laughs> don't freak out if you're conservative or something like that. Or or on the other end and say, like, we're insensitive. OK, we're just having fun with the fucking old times. OK, anyway. So the rapist in the movie was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> but the the old guy, she, she's like playing tough to get. Let's force her to come to terms with what I want kind of thing. It's just odd, especially how they all team up with these kids who are also kind of like shit bags. Mm-hmm. So you got this rapist guy, these gang guys that are like robbing people and not giving a shit, smashing up people's boats and fuck. And this woman who's also kind of a bitch because she tricked this other guy to get fucking beat up and by her brother and shit like that. And they all team up for these little kids. But, you know, I guess even bad people have their depths, you know. <laughs> so I guess leaving irradiated children in a bunker to die isn't one of the right. the higher tier. <laughs> that's one of the, that might be a little too low for me. So they all become heroes after that, mm-hmm. which is just weird. Uh, um, it, It's really not that great. I honestly found this one to be a struggle to get through. Maybe that's just, you know, my age showing. I can imagine like a 21 year old now saying, God, how can you watch these 80s horror movies? They're like fucking boring and terrible. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's what, that's what my nieces and nephews say. Then my rage would be filled like my fist would be with the blood of their face. <laughs> <laughs> But you get the point. You know, shit doesn't always age well. And what we've seen, you know, when we grew up probably is a bit spoiled or to other other people who've grown up with much better films. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the movie is kind of dark and it, it does end rather poorly for pretty much everyone involved. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and that's kind of interesting for its time. I mean, uh, honestly, mm-hmm. like a lesson about something that that wouldn't be with in the means of a regular individual, like a regular human being, because regular human beings wouldn't have anything to do with radiated children in a bunker, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) So this is for a very specific subset of people who are scientists, maybe science in general, saying don't fuck around with our children and please stop irradiating the world because it's causing problems in our humans. I I really don't know what the point of the film was. It's just just odd is what I'm getting at. Very. And I wouldn't watch it again, but I've seen worse films. I'd say like three out Mm -hmm. of ten. It's cool to see Oliver Reed act and and, because he is so vastly different in all of the roles that I've seen him in. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting to see him be this like piece of shit punk ass gang member. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't know. What about you? Well, I also gave it a three out of ten. Really? Yep. Okay. Wow. It was it was a hard one to sit through. It really like, was. It was just dragged out. You didn't know what was going on. Not really. It's not really a horror movie. Did you say it was a sci-fi? You think it's sci-fi? Because I've like it does say to... sci-fi, but I mean, <sighs> not really. it is it is dealing with a radiate with radiation and how they, is that sci-fi? It is. I mean, it's you know, but they weren't like mutated or anything. I mean, no. they did no special effects or anything. Well, let's on not get into details let's just i'm not spoiling anything but i did think there were like some cool shots in the movie there's some cool like because you know you like you said there was a cliff and stuff and there were it was cool shots of the ocean there's these really cool cemetery shots i I mentioned a a cliff yeah i don't remember because the kids because yeah because you said the kids were like in a cliff Oh, anyway. Yeah, but like I said, it's just it's just a weird story. And then it just turns into like this cat and mouse game and it drags. And then it just drags. And it's and it's just like what the fuck is the point? Like there's right. no point of any of this and everyone's being really selfish. Well, it's like everyone's a bad person to mm-hmm. a particular degree. So everyone's right. a piece of shit. Right. So you never you don't even know who the fuck is a good person because they all have an equal amount of shit in right. them. Right. Even the fucking kid. No, Even, I'm just kidding. Well, Actually, the artist, no, the, the artist lady is probably the only one that. Right. You know, 
She's like the only one, I think. Yeah. I don't know. But we don't know. And we, and and we she's never the one will. that doesn't know anything. So that's, I don't know if this was maybe like a kind of parable or not a parable, a um, sort of a analogy of like how the world and the times were at this time. And like everybody's a piece of shit and in on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was just a sign of the times. Right. But yeah. Three out of ten. Yawn, yawn. Yeah, it sucks because there's some good stuff in it. But again, I did like I, whole. like I did say I could see this movie influence like future filmmakers. Sure. To like want to make a situation well, like that creepy. And and we don't know because there's other movies called Children of the Damned. Right. That were in 1950 whatever Village of the Damned. Uh-huh. We got all these other movies that are, you know, very children-esque, like... And they're all damned. Like, they're damned. And they're all damned. Goddamn children. (laughs) We do have some trivia on this movie. Uh, Some of it's pretty interesting. Okay. By the way, I want to introduce Squeaky Chair. Oh, no, I won't do it, right? Okay. You should put some WB40, WD40 in WB40? it. WD40? Yeah, I said WD40. Is that the, like, the bold uh, guy? It's the Warner Brothers squeaky, right, anti-squeaky. So, if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. The original title of this movie was to be called The Brink, which is Lucy's preferred title, although The Abyss was considered, but he thought it was pretentious. After the delay in the release, the studio preferred to link the film with a similar through-source, unrelated, 1960 success of Village of the Dam. Oh, okay. Booyah! Which was only two years earlier, so, I mean, they got inspired by this, so... The film was shot in May, between May and June of 1961, and was reviewed by the censors on December 20th of 1961, who gave it an X certificate without any cuts. However, it wasn't released in the UK until May 20, 1963, when it was shown at the London Pavilion as the second half of a double bill of a double bill of X-rated horror films. Hmm. Because back then, that's what it was. It was oh, your trash movies. Do you think it was her camel toe? <laughs> she did have one, huh? Jesus. Yeah, it was pretty prominent there in the, right at the beginning. It was, it was like, bam. I like, swear to God, honey, it, it was spitting in my eyes. I didn't do it. It was fucking evil. <laughs> there was evil in this movie, huh? Fucking camel toe to spitting at me. Anyway. <laughs> um, the film was delayed for two years because of that. So, you know, it took till the spring of the 63 to get it out, but... So weird. They they double billed it with Maniac from 1963. Hmm. Uh, it did get cut a little by Hammer against Joseph Lucy's wishes and was cut further to 87 minutes when it was finally shown in America in 65. However, the missing footage has been fully restored to the film for the DVD and Blu-ray versions for the 21st century television showings. Yay! So, in the movie, Lucy originally wanted Nielsen, the sculptor, to be killed by one of the helicopters, but the studio insisted that Bernard kill her. Good choice. I think so, too. I do, too. It was more personal. I liked that, actually. That was, I don't know why she's in the movie. She was the only likable character in the whole fucking movie. I think they were trying to make a point that she was friends with someone who, you know, wasn't who they seemed to I be. I feel like this is a this is like a analogy or metaphor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For something. For like the government or something. Yeah, like this bystander. She didn't even know anything about it. And she right. just went around snooping around. And so then, and she, then yeah. she got killed. Right. She wasn't even snooping around. It wasn't even her fault. Somebody broke into her house. Right. Anyway, the sculptures that are featured in the movie were all British artist Elizabeth Frink. 
So Oh, so those are real sculptures. Those are real sculptures, yeah. She not only lent these, but also was on location for the shooting and coached Lindforce on performing the sculpture method of building up plaster, which was the ferociously worked and carved afterwards, like to make it look like a uh, crystal almost. Mm-hmm. Like did you notice like the beak was like smooth and flat? Oh yeah. I can see that. Uh, the film was shot at Hammer Bray Studios on location around Weymouth and uh, nearby Chesil Beach. But ah. th- this movie did spend quite a bit of money to make, and it mm-hmm. went over 25,000 British pounds over, Oh, which is a lot. Yeah. It's like almost $100,000 back then. Right. All the children's names, well, it, at least 60,000, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of the children's names were named after the kings and queens of England, by the way. Oh, Victoria. See, see what I mean? Edward. Like, it feels okay, like yeah. there might be some like. Right. Oh, because Victoria was the one in charge. That's right. Yeah. You're right. I know. I'm always right. <laughs> oh, let me hit mute for a second. Quick, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump into some of our scenes. That we can talk about. Um, what what do you want to talk about? Like right off the bat, like God. about this movie, the and song or the song was like fucking ten minutes. Black long. leather, black yeah. leather, crack crack. It crack. was that song, and then it was Camel Toe, and then it was like uh like creep, Dude, there's like creepy s- rapey, and six then... different variations of the song Black Leather. Uh huh. Like the even like even in like some of the happy parts, it was like. Like, they would, like, have this, like, thing in the background. And then when it gets suspenseful, it was like, black leather, black leather. Like, like the music sounded dark, but it was mm-hmm. the same notes. Which is kind of, you know, that's kind of creative. No, it is creative for a movie of this time because they actually wanted to make it kind of mm-hmm. fit together and marinate it into the movie. So it wasn't like, and boy, did they. It's so annoyingly catchy. Mm-hmm. You know what? Nothing really else really stood out to me except for like the kids like when they were uh explaining their situation and how they lived and they didn't have any interaction with anyone and they had you know a zoom call you know before there was even like you know cameras and stuff and the cameras were like <laughs> well, you're out of control you're like jumping cute. way so far ahead yeah well, you're talking about think. the leader of the the guy who is in charge of the kids and experimenting on them he has a tv with a camera on top that she's calling a zoom just yeah, to be clear called, for you it is zoom who may or may not have seen the movie yeah i don't even know what to call it like from back then <laughs> what was it just tv I thought it was interesting how the movie started out, where how this girl's like walking down the street. She walks past this old dude that's kind of like a B-rated Cary Grant, <laughs> like older. Right, and he looks he looks like somebody. Like, yeah, he looks like Cary Grant. Yeah, he looks familiar. Yeah, he looks like Cary Grant to me. The yeah, I guess. I Every know. time a bell rings, uh, isn't that Cary Grant? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't remember. No, that's that's James Stewart. Is what I'm thinking of. But oh, he, he kind of okay. has like a Cary Grant look. Uh-huh. I was just wrong about his voice. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting how they like set him up to get fucked over. She's like obviously trying to make a pass at him. She's taking advantage of his oldness and trying to like make him thirst. And then they take all of his money and everything. And then later on, like she kind of likes him because you find out that the gang is like really kind of like her bo- her. Her brother, who's in charge of the gang, is very, very in control of her life. She's not allowed to date any other guys because it makes him jealous. Right. And it's weird in a way. Like, why would that make someone jealous? Like, no one's ever good enough. I get that part. 
but jealousy is well, weird. It might be because they beat him up, and so he knows he doesn't have any money. I don't know. No, I'm talking about the brother and him being jealous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The brother being jealous of the guy? No, I'm saying why he's overly jealous, because she explains in the movie that he will never let her see any of the guys in the gang. He'll never oh, let her see anybody, and that's why she likes this one guy and disappears with him and oh. jumps on his boat at that one point. And she's like, good, I'm glad you didn't make it in the boat. And they, they drive off and then he tries to rape her. Right. <laughs> Which, can we talk about that scene a little bit? Ugh, it was gross. It, it was like, that's a thing back then, I guess, you know, where you like the man would just like forcibly kiss somebody until they like until they swept off their feet, I guess. Right. I'm not like trying to make a point about it to make some sort of fucking thing, but it's just... I don't know. I just think it's so weird. Yeah. A bunch of movies around this time. It is. It is a thing. He's like super hot for her, but she's like genuinely like a decent lady. And he gets all rapey with her trying to forcibly kiss her. But, you know, he apologized. So it's her fault. (laughs) (laughs) We had a good laugh about that. Uh, but she, yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. Like, she keeps, like, this thing. Like, they go to shore, and then he goes with her, and then he follows her to this house, and then they have wine and cheese or something like that, or crackers or something, biscuits and, like, wine. And they, they break into the house? Yeah, they break into the artist's house, and and she comes in eventually, and they hide. They, like, escape out a window because they think it's her brother because they got this big chase scene. Where he's like trying to find him and where they're at. And, uh, it's her and she actually covers for him mm-hmm. for the, for the couple. Right. Yeah. The rapist and the young girl. Right. Even though she doesn't even know who she's covering for. Yeah. I thought that was really, that's why I'm saying like she's I like the she, nice one. I for think, some no, reason. I think she just didn't want anybody in her house. And this, you know, she didn't want any more trouble than, yeah, she didn't want any more trouble is all right. it was. Yeah. So she it played real sly she, with yeah. her brother. She wasn't nice. She just didn't want to fucking deal with she it. She realized that they were in there, but then for uh, Oliver Reed's character, King, comes in and is like, where are they? You know where they are. And then he starts beating up her fucking statues, mm-hmm. which she, like, she was like, why would you do that? Calling her a harlot and shit. Yeah, it was like a really weird scene. You don't have any morals. Oh, because she she's a beatnik. Right. Yeah. Because she's an artist yeah. and she's, she doesn't have any money. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so the gang guy is like making fun of her? Exactly. <laughs> who's stealing and yeah, shit? Yeah, who's stealing? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was weird. At least I have, you know, passion. It's like, well, what do you, not, was art not passion yeah. to you? Like, she's selling her shit, dog. Anyway, it's interesting. Yeah, because they talk about beatniks in this fucking, mm-hmm. which is, if you guys aren't sure, it's like a sort of a jazzy sort of thing that they mm-hmm. used to do. Right. Like, it was a very music established hipstery kind of thing back in the day. Right. It was like hipstery. Very hipstery kind mm-hmm. of thing. But they would do poetry and art and they got really into it. And it was like a, a big movement, you know, mm-hmm. an artistic movement. So, but it was for younger kids for the most part, I think. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then there's this whole fucking thing where the the brother finds them running away and then he's got all his boys. Black leather, black leather, blah, blah, blah. Black leather, black leather, load the gun. Black leather, black leather. Uh, anyway, so they find him. They fall off the cliff, all of them, except for King, who, like, it's like the girl and then the guy. So Sim- Simple Simon Joan, his sister, the sis- King's sister. And then uh, they fall into the water and these kids save him. And they're, like, immediately like, why are you so cold? 
Jones to the kids. To the kids, yeah. And the kids are like, what do you mean? We're always cold. Why are you so warm? And it's like, oh, they're dead. Oh, yeah, they're completely dead. They're fucking zombies, dog. But they're dog. still alive. And King is like, eventually when King comes down, he's like freaked out by it at mm-hmm. first. But then he also kind of like has a heart mm-hmm. and he helps out. Kind of. And he kind of does the bidding of the 60-year-old guy, mm-hmm. which is also kind of weird. But I, I guess think, they're just they in this desperate because yeah. they need to get out. Right. So okay. they, he didn't know what else he could do. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Oliver Reed just seems like he's having a temper tantrum in this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the kids like apparently are being watched by this older gentleman who is really genuinely trying to keep them safe. Apparently we find out that the whole reason and this is at the very end. The whole reason that these kids are down there is not because they were making experiments and made them this way, but because women who have been close to some sort of radiation gave birth to these monstrosities, essentially dead children who are still alive. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to figure out a way that if this becomes the evolutionary next step, how do we survive past that? Mm-hmm. And he's trying to do the humane thing by not letting the children know and just let them live semi-normal lives in this chamber. Because if they're around people like the bunny was in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, they talk about the bunny and he went cold. And <laughs> it's like that fucking the curse of the werewolf. Why did they eat it? When he was like, it stopped squeaking it. and I put blood on my mouth. the way kids talk in these hammer films is like ridiculously Mm -hmm. awesome because it's like dark it's like they talk like adults right (laughs) i don't know if it's just because they weren't experienced at writing kids you know maybe or getting them to act yeah i don't well they got them to say shit that i wouldn't expect them to say you know right but yeah basically these kids are radiating joan and fucking king and everybody and they're trying to protect everybody but and no one tells them that, even when the, the the adults come in there. It's like they're not telling them the truth. Right. You know? Like, they're, they're hiding them in this, him. like, special spot where there's no eyes where the cameras, they call them eyes, the kids do. And it's their little little room. And he knows, the, like, head guy knows that they have that mm-hmm. because he knows that they need their personal space. Because they're kids. So, yeah. He's like, I can't just watch them all the time. He's mm-hmm. like, they got to have their own special spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what they're doing back there, but they could be smoking pot, doing the do. <laughs> you got a, I don't know, irradiated pot. <laughs> Maybe they're like, they're huffing like pieces of the other kid that they, uh, that died before. They're like, where's Jimmy? You know? <laughs> oh, Jimmy's, uh, he went to go, uh, say hello to the flowers. Yeah, but see, what's funny is, yeah, that when they're exposed to regular humans, they get sick. It's like they get a cold and they die because that's what happened to the other kid. And then one of the girls got sick. When yeah, she, and they call him the yeah. Black Death and the Black Death's coming to take the bunny away. Just like he's going to take Joan King and, and, and Mr. Mr. Rape Fingers away. Uh. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, the movie kind of ends where, like, I think King is, like, the only one where he's able to escape. They try to escape, but they get most of the kids, except for King, who has one, and he dies at the wheel. Right. Because of the radiation, and he's like, can't you see you're killing me, kid? And the kid's like, what? I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Why am I alive? (laughs) 
And uh, he drives off a bridge, and then you see him, like, hunting down Joan and Simon, like, in a fucking military helicopter and shit, and it's like, wow, mm-hmm. they're gonna kill him. Even the guy, the head guy, who you're thinking kind of is nice, he's like, well, we gotta kill him, so... Well, yeah. he said they're gonna die anyway, because they've right. been exposed. Yeah. So just let him go off in their boat. And I'm sure they just died on the boat. I mean, they made sure, because they followed right. him. Right. <laughs> Well, they probably had to contain him. Yeah. They had to quarantine that shit. And that's how Return of the Living Dead came about. Yep. So. They got put in a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Core of engineering. Actually, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this no, totally because, could have been. No, it does not, because they, they specifically said in Return of the Living Dead that they were chesting out a drug to prevent kids from smoking pot. That's how it came about. That they were sprinkling. Oh, god damn it. That yeah. you're right. So it doesn't make sense. Thanks for ruining my dreams, well, Alex. Yeah, maybe if you paid attention. Well, it was really hard to pay well, attention to One of your to favorite movie. movies and you don't know that? What? I don't know everything word for word. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, we do have another movie that we're going to talk about, which is Vampire Circus. And I did the work on this one. Good. <laughs> there angry. is a lot of fucking people in this movie yeah and i'm just gonna try to go through them as quick as possible so when i get to the cast section buckle the fuck up oh i can't interrupt you yeah oh no that's not what, <laughs> that's not what i'm saying but yeah do it and see what happens okay go I ahead will. try me yeah try okay, me you shut up <laughs> uh so vampire circus came out in 1972 the story is As the plague sweeps across the countryside, a quarantined village is visited by a mysterious traveling circus. Soon, young children begin to disappear, and the locals suspect the circus troupe might be hiding a horrifying secret. A horrifying secret. Horrifying. Tagline, the greatest blood show on earth. That's a great tagline. That's, That's pretty good. This is by director Robert Young. This was his first feature film. He also directed Ghost Ship. Oh no, the, not that! No, no, not that one. Oh, it's a 2014 one from UK. Oh, uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd throw people off. Thanks. He also did some direction on the Mad Death, which was a TV show in the UK. Splitting hairs, H E I R S, like heiress. You know, uh, that's a comedy. <laughs> Fierce Creatures, which is also a comedy, which is like Fish Called Wanda, but it's called Fierce Creatures. Nice. Do you remember with um? Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah? Nope. Oh. That's Splash. Oh. What the fuck are you thinking? I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis and like some of the oh. guys from Monty Python. Okay, I forget. Okay. Anyway, he also did a movie called Blood Monkey. Uh, this was written by Judd Kinberg, who was known at the time as Judson Kinberg. Uh, he went on to produce a lot of films, but he wrote To Catch a Killer TV show, Reach for Glory, The Million Dollar Face, and more. To Catch a Killer. The cast in this movie, which I'm going to go through, is Adrian Corey, who plays the gypsy woman. She was in A Clockwork Orange, Dr. Zhivago, Dramarama, Doctor Who TV show, Revenge of the Pink Panther, Madhouse, The Invisible Man, and many more. So she's, she's actually been in a lot. Can you repeat that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it also stars Thorley Walters, who plays Burgermeister. He played Dr. Watson in a few Sherlock Holmes movies, one that was a comedy called The Adventure of Sherlock Holmes' smarter brother and Sherlock Holmes' Undas Husband Destodes. 
He was also in Frankenstein Created Woman, the original Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy from 79, and The People of the Time for God and more. It also stars Anthony Higgins, who plays Emil, a.k.a. Sex Panther. Oh, okay. You may recognize him as Gobler from Raiders of the Lost Ark, where he was. Oh, in the, my God. He was in the turret gunner and it went off the cliff. Right. And he was the only, he was still holding on. He was very distinctive. He looked. He had the look. goggles or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Well, no, I don't know if he was that distinct because I went back and watched it today. Oh, did you? Thinking I knew who it was and I was like, oh, it's uh, definitely not. Okay. But he, you know, he wore a hat, but that, it was just funny. He's the dude with the goggles on, basically. He was also in Young Sherlock Holmes as well. Uh, the Bride from 1985, Taste the Blood of Dracula, Malice in Wonderland, and more. It also stars John Mulder Brown, who played Anton. The, he was in The Devil in the Fog, 16, or from 68. Deep End from 70, The Stepmother of Rumpelstiltskin Kid Movie, The Uncle, and more. It also stars Lawrence Payne, who is Albert the Husband. He was the husband in the beginning of the movie, and he lasted to the end, pretty much. Mm. But he was in The Crawling Eye, A Farewell to Arms, Doctor Who. He did, like, six episodes. He was in Lady Killers TV, Thriller TV, and more. We also have Richard Owens, who plays Dr. Kirsch, who was in a couple episodes of The Avengers, Don't Drink the Water, Great Big Groovy Horse, The Abduction Club, and more. We also have Len Frederick, who played Dora, the amazing Mr. Blunden was one of the movies she was in phase four which is that ant horror movie that's on amazon still i think which i would like to watch just out of curiosity voyage of the damned an italian spaghetti western called four of the apocalypse which i own by lucio falci who is of course the, you own it of course i own that one but you know i like actual spaghetti westerns mm -hmm. I'm a big Django fan. Also has Elizabeth Seal, who plays Garta, who was in Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of the Life, Trouble in the Sky from 1960, and Mac the Knife. Christina, what are your oh, thoughts on this geez. fine film? Jesus, are you sure you're done? You sure you got everybody? I'm done. I had another person, but I'm just done reading. <laughs> well, I would totally join this circus if I was in another life, and I would totally be like this vampire trapeze artist. Get your freak out. Yeah, that I would. Uh, that would be me. But I love these period pieces from the '70s because you can still t you can still tell they they're from the '70s. Well, they took place in the '30s or something like that. In like oh, I in the it, movie, I thought it was like the 1800s. Yeah, it's something. I'm just saying. Yeah, like right, it's older than what the movie I'm was. I'm just yeah. saying you can you can still tell it's the '70s because of their fucking hair. Oh, okay. Like all these movies, yeah. it, they try to go back, and it's like with the decor and their hair. Like you know, it's from the '70s. You yeah. just know. Anyway, this one was way better than the other one. I did enjoy it. It did drag a little bit towards the end, mm -hmm. and it was. I want to say it was a lot to follow, but it wasn't. I. I don't. There was a lot going on. There's a lot going on. But it's way on. more entertaining. But it was. I love the kill scenes. Mm -hmm. Um. It. It was kind of gory. Wouldn't you say it's gory? Yeah, it had a little bit of everything. Mm hmm. But I mean, this is pretty much a porno, but without <laughs> the porn. It is not a and porno. Listen to me. Without the porn, and they just inserted more story where there should be porn. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, it's okay. I mean, it's not a bad thing. I'm scared. I'm just thinking. You're yelling at me. But I gave it a five out of ten. Really? Yeah. Okay. What did you think? Well, that's pretty high for you, considering you hate everything. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, after the last film, this picks up the pace quite a bit, right off the bat. Like, I mean, it's night and day interesting. Mm -hmm. 
It, it, this is bloody, booby, and weird. Mm-hmm. It's got all that in there in all the right ways, too. I don't know. Just felt like it was ready to entertain in some fashion right off the bat. You got a count living in a castle who gets caught wooing women and eating children to a place that uh, where a bunch of villagers find out and then kill him and then curse the town. And then years later, there's a plague. And then the circus shows up in the middle of this plague. And everybody's like, why are you here (laughs) in this plague? Haven't you heard? We're all dying and everybody hates us. And uh, it's, it's the curse. And then they show up and start murdering people for the fucking count to try to re-resurrect him, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I thought it was an interesting concept for its time, especially. And these people are, I don't even know what they are. Like, some of them are vampires, some of them aren't. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, are they animals? Like, because they turn I, into animals and shit that mm-hmm. feed on the townspeople. But in the, but they're walking around during the day. Yeah, but- that's another thing. Well, in Hammer Horror films, a lot of them, you couldn't burn them and you couldn't, they could oh. walk around in the daylight. Oh, like Blade. Yeah, vampires did. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. I don't know. It's pretty interesting to watch. I wasn't blown away on my second viewing of this. I have seen this before in the past. It's been a long time. I almost picked it up. Um, It's just unique and odd. And the only thing comparable to it, I would say, is something like Something Wicked This Way Comes or like that weird, I think it was like Howling Five where they're in the circus. Mm Mm-hmm. Those two kind of like very similar and gory and, and in the same vein, they mm-hmm. kind of feel like, um, which I like all of those, honestly, not, you know, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. This one has a little bit more of a lag in some of the parts, but it kept it way more interesting than the last movie. So I still think it has its own flaws and it tends to drag out for a few spots there, but nowhere near as bad as the entire hour long midsection of the last movie. But they switch it up a lot. So, you know, there's a lot of different kills. There's a lot of different performances. There's a lot of people that are being entertained only to be killed sort of thing, going into different tents and cages to be swallowed up, you know, by the circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got some nudity, and it's not afraid to show some blood, which is good. Um, it's 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 obviously bright and fake, but it looks different than I'm used to, the type of blood. That they oh, use. Yeah. It's like the paint color, yeah. you know? So it's the 70s paint yeah. before they got into the whole Kiro syrup stuff. Right. But the story is a little all over the place, and it isn't quite clear if the Count really needs the town dead to resurrect or not. And you'll see what I mean by the end of the movie because something's happening that something that happens in that scene mm-hmm. that it's like, well, wait, is that all he needed to do the whole time? <laughs> like, what the fuck has this story been all about? <laughs> Anyway, you'd think a single person would have done it, but they needed an entire town to make this shit happen, and they don't do a really good job of kind of connecting those points. Mm-mm. But overall, I think it's above average for one of these films, mm-hmm. and I think it's a 6 out of a 10. Oh, okay. So I'd definitely close. watch this if I was in a 70s mood. Right. Um, yeah, this is a good for it to get that. If I wasn't like in an extremely gory kind of film. There are some pretty good 70s films that are pretty gory. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, you know, this has just like mild stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so you give it a five, I gave it a six. So we give it a 5.5 out of 10. Not bad. Not Three bad. Three out of 10 for the other one. Hmm. What'd you guys think? I would love to hear if you've seen this movie before. I feel like this is a more popular one, mm-hmm. especially being in the seventies. It's uh, probably more apt to have seen than mm-hmm. the sixties or the fifties movies. So, but we do have some trivia on this film and, um, 
If you don't want anything spoiled, of course, you don't have to. You can always skip to the end of the podcast where we talk about what we're going to do next week. But if you are fine with this, here is your warning. So this movie was shot in six weeks. It was all the animals and everything was actually a, a real circus. Provided all the animals and everything to, you know, performers, extras, and background artists for oh, wow. this film. And it's uh, Billy Smart Circus, which was really popular, I guess, at that time. Oh. Also, I don't know if you know who David Prowse is. Sounds familiar. He played the strong man in this. Uh-huh. He was the oh. one that was walking around that like looked like Tarzan. Right. He later went on to, of course, don the Vader helmet in Star Wars. Oh, he was Darth Vader. Yes. Oh. Whose voice was, of course, dubbed huh. by James Earl Jones, but he was inside the suit. Oh, he, oh wow. That's kind of cool. Yeah. He also acted in Frankenstein for Hammer and two other movies, The Horror of Frankenstein mm -hmm. from 70 and Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell from 1974. Wow. So I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Notable point that I, because I wouldn't have picked him out of the. Oh, yeah. There's so many people in the movie. It's like impossible. Right. Some of the production began on August 9th in 1971. First time director Robert Young was unfamiliar with how Hammer's tight production schedules were. Uh-oh. Yeah, and I guess he went over a lot. Apparently, it was over 500 feet of film stock. Oh, shit. Which is a lot of money. Oh, shit. So they were trying to get a, a basically a tiger to sink its teeth into a fake human arm that was stuffed with uh pork. Oh. <laughs> and it finally bit after beef was substituted, you know, in the arm. Don't forget the beef. Which, you know, it stretched from the scheduled six weeks into seven. And the production was shut down and the footage even given to the editor, Peter Musgrave, with instructions to make a finished film out of whatever they had. Wow. So he was a little pissed. I'd be pissed too. <laughs> he did a good job though. Hey, I mean, they made, they cobbled something together, I guess. This has apparently been updated in a novelization, this movie in particular, mm -hmm. in 2012 by author Mark Morris. Huh. So if you want to pick up a book about this and maybe hear a more modern telling of this. Do you think they'll remake it then off that I novel? I don't know. Maybe. There is also a 15-page comic strip for the House of Hammer Volume 2, number 17. It came out in February 1978. It was drawn by Brian Boland. And uh, from a script by Steve Parkhouse. Mm. So they even had that, too. But I just thought it was interesting that even in 2012, someone made a book, a novelization right. of this fucking To thing. modernize it, yeah. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Um, do you want to get into some of the spoiler stuff and, like, what you thought of, like, that you couldn't spoil before? Well, right off the bat with the <laughs> immediately... The count? The, uh, the count is sucking on some kid. Like some girl. Dude, I, I like, thought he was just going to turn him. And I was like, well, that's kind of fucked up that yeah, he's like turning him because they'll be young forever. Young for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, she's fucking dead. Yeah, she's dead. So they're just feeding on them to <laughs> on kill the them, children. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of edgy. I was like, I like that. <laughs> I like it. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like it. You know what I mean? And then, like, they bust in, and the husband's all pissed, and, like, his mm -hmm. wife's all nude and yeah, shit. Yeah, the, the town, all like, the whole town comes in. Yeah. You know, they're gonna, they're gonna kill him. Well, like, they make it so obvious, because, like, in the very beginning, this little girl's, like, playing with some woman. And you're like, who the fuck is this woman? And you realize later that it's this guy's wife, and he's, like, on a swing or something, 
writing in a book or something. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know. And then he sees the daughter run off with them, and he's like, where are you going? And he runs after them, and they go into the front doors of the castle, which shut behind them. And he's like, no, <laughs> no. And he goes and tells the town that she's been abducted and all these, that's where all these kids are going and mm-hmm. dying and missing mm-hmm. because he's been feeding on a bunch of kids and shit and turning their wives into fucking sex slaves and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got that going like on. Like fucking them on the ceiling and shit. And they keep hinting. <laughs> wrong movie i know well, it's vampires and they keep hinting and they started at the beginning now that i'm looking at my notes that uh there's people getting sick was there in that? yeah yeah the yeah they no no no, some- no no that it was it was shortly after they took the castle that you saw people getting sick that was in the future that was years oh, in the future okay so 15, yeah, because they had a fifteen do- years. Yeah, fifteen years uh-huh. into the future. I, they didn't explain that until later, right? But it was after uh-huh. they after they destroy and burn the castle, so to speak, okay. which which was kind of glorious. They stab him in the chest, and the the husband's like fighting him. Mm-hmm. Well, the the fighting was terrible, but it was still kind of cool. Like they stabbed him through the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'd be pretty pissed too. But the one thing I remember before they like burned it down is that. They bury the daughter because this wasn't his daughter. It was some other dude's daughter. And the wife led the child. His wife led the, you know what I mean? Right. The guy that ran up to the doors, Mm -hmm. his wife led this other dude's child into the jaws of Satan. Mm -hmm. And he's like burying her and he lunges at that man's wife because she did that. And one of the guys is like, wait, 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 this is way better. And then, and you see a line of like dudes with whips and they start whipping the shit out of her. <laughs> and the husband's oh, like right. trying to turn away. I mean, what can he do on it, honestly? Because she's really kind of, I mean, you murdered kids. Right. Like, there's no, it's not like she just fucked some dude. And you got, you know, it's because he, she, he had her under a spell to do that. Right. But they, but still, I don't know. you can't, you can't blame that. Yeah, it sucks. So like when you get possessed, you can't blame it on the devil. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe have better willpower. I know. What don't if she's just, lying? Don't what put if, yourself if, in a situation. What if there's no such... I mean, he's not even real. He's not a vampire. <laughs> he's not even real. I'm just kidding. I'm trying to justify it. It's like, fuck you, lady. <laughs> um, But they take her, you know, inside the burning building, and she gets out apparently by the end. And then she's supposed to contact... Because the, the, the vampire, the Count, is not dead technically yet. He's just in a state just, of suspension. Yeah, because he got and, down to the bottom. Yeah, he gets down into the cave where his 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 uh, coffin. coffin is or whatever. And he's like, go get my brother or whatever the fuck, this circus. He'll no, know what to do. No. And then 15 years pass. There's a plague. Everybody thinks it's the curse of it's the COVID. Yeah, COVID. COVID. It was COVID. It was COVID. <laughs> That's what you said then when we were watching yeah, the movie. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck, COVID hit in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when the the circus shows up. So they have this whole like town surrounded because of this this fucking disease. Is in quarantine. Yeah, it's in quarantine, and they have like roadblocks where they can't get out, and or they'll get shot. And then somehow the circus just passes on in. Like, come on in. And they're like, why would you want to come here? <laughs> and they're like, oh, she, the, the late, uh, gypsy lady is ignoring him for a minute. And she's like, we're here to steal the money from the dead men's eyes. And she's like smiling about it. 
And they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. And they just let him on in. I don't know. I guess it feels pretty nice not to have to be, like, picked on for dying of the plague, I guess. I guess. So they were like, well, we'll take any of your Come support. On we'll we'll make you happy. Yeah. They'll make us happy. Maybe they made him wear masks and stuff and try to take away their freedom. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to die, bitch. I want my freedom. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But one of the townsfolk escaped past the quarantine roadblock and to try to get... Who so, are they trying to figure out? It was his girlfriend slash that guy's daughter. Right. They were trying to tell her not to come back. Oh, and she came anyway. Yeah, later on. Dora. Was, yeah, Dora. She came running through. I couldn't. I couldn't stay there. Yeah, he risked his life for you, you to stay out and you came anyway. Yeah, thanks, bitch. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Way to go. Someone could have died, but no, no, you're more important. So the, you know, the circus gets into full swing that night. They set up, they get everybody to come hang out. There's like little people, monkeys, lions, panthers, bald naked women painted as a blue green tiger shaking their hoo-hoos out, all nude and shit, not dancing just, around. Not just her hoo-hoos, like her ha-ha hoo-hoos. Yeah. Her holes. Holes. She's shaking her holes. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, no, no, no. No, 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 That's how you make it serious. No, no, no. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) That part was weird. And he he was just, like, flinging her around. And then you could see... It was a performance. Like, you would see, like... Yeah, it was an art art performance, but the kids were, like... You could see the paint on them, too, because of the 1080p. Yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. It's like, even back then, they couldn't get rid of the stains on his shirt. (laughs) <laughs> Tide. Vampire Circus joining up together. New Tide Pods. Keep the vampire out of your circus. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like kids running around stabbing each other in the living room. <laughs> anyway. Uh but one of the show that they have there ends and one of the children is missing. And she and this woman immediately blames the circus for stealing him. And then suddenly the, the boy appears on Emile's shoulders. He's the sex panther. Yeah, the panther like jumps out of nowhere with the, with the guy, with yeah. the kid on the panther. And then he just transforms into human right. form. It was funny. And, um, a vampire panther. I don't know what, it, yeah, I don't know what he is. Panther. Is he just a vampire or is he just a panther? He's a vampanther. <laughs> That know. sounds like a joke on what to do with the shadows. That'd be so funny. If a vampire? Yeah, if they did that next season. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Oh, sweet too. She kisses him like deeply right after that when she brings the boy out, which is even more weird because it's like right in front of her husband. Yeah. And weird. keep in mind, this is the 1800s, guys. We're not right. talking like fucking, you know, where everybody Puritan fucks times. each other 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Say 2020, motherfucker, you know, to <laughs> stick your dick in the bowl, see whose keys you get out. What the fuck? I'm just kidding. But I was like, God damn, that motherfucker's got a big old vamp cock just fucking swinging around. Dude was just so embarrassed his was little, he just left. He didn't even care. And then the circus, they have another performance. It's like every night they have a new performance. Like they're having a new performance and there's a they lot need of- need to get that money. A lot of people are dying, <laughs> missing and shit. Right. Because they're killing him. Yeah, because they got to kill them all before, so the count will wake up. 
Oh, but it's not the circus. You know, they're here to make us happy. Right. They have like a a mirror of life, they call it. Mm -hmm. And there's like a bunch of fucking, you know, funny mirrors in there, except for one mirror that two vampires appear. It's like a brother-sister duo. Mm -hmm. And they like fucking take people into the mirror and into the mirror world and... And kill them. And kill them. And eat them. Yeah. (laughs) They eat them. It sort of looked funny, though. Mm Mm-hmm. There was this other scene that was kind of weird, too, where, like, one of the clown, the, like, little man, the little clown guy, mm-hmm. he, like, shows, like, this group of townsfolk out. And you think for a second, you're like, why is he doing this? Like, why is he getting them out of the quarantine zone? It's because the, the mother was sick and they needed to get her out because they wouldn't let her out. Right. And then the panther vampire comes and tears a hole in her. Mm-hmm. Just ripping up their bodies and shit, which was, that was the gory part. Yeah, that was pretty gory. Yeah. And sad. And they had like this from? fake uh, vampire or like panther head. Mm-hmm. I keep saying panther. <laughs> <laughs> they have a vampire panther head that's like biting and it's very much a puppet. But, mm-hmm. but oh, it, very you can't much. tell because it's so fast. Mm-hmm. They cut it so quick. It's literally like a couple of frames. Mm-hmm. But Funny. it's kind of cool either way. At least they tried, you know what I mean? That's all exactly. I can say. The uh, mayor who went into the, the, the mirror thing got out because he fell over because he saw someone die in Was the mirror. Was it his wife or something? Something like that. He's like catatonic mm-hmm. and he hasn't recovered and they're still killing everyone in town to resurrect the count, but... God, these vampires really suck. Like, he's going to die for some reason, but they never address that, and he comes back to life full throttle, like, totally fine. Meanwhile, the man whose wife was almost burned in the beginning of the movie, his daughter returns, and everyone is mad at her for it, Dora. Mm -hmm. And her brother? I can't even tell if it was her brother or family friend's I think it was son. Fa- I think it was family friend's son. That's what I wrote yeah, down. Yeah, because it seemed like there was a love interest there, but they never kissed, so I wasn't even sure. Right. They just held each other very fondly. Right. I thought they talked about getting married at one point very quickly. Oh, there was this really funny scene, too, where <laughs> I can't remember who was watching. Was it the kids or something like that? They were, like, doubting them. They were like, uh, you can't stick your arm in the cage or something like that. Oh, yeah. And then the one of the, like, uh, trapeze artist who's like turns into a bat all the time and is not a vampire apparently we find out later they can just turn into animals for some reason uh-huh they uh while flipping through the air mind you <laughs> she goes over and she just sticks her arm in the cage and then the the fucking tiger, the tiger bites him yeah and i was like what the fuck is going on right but now it's funny when when uh the tiger bit her arm like, the twin brother, the other trapeze artist, was like, stop, knock it off. Yeah, don't and do gra- that. And grabbed his arm. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on? There was no blood. It just bites the shit out of her arm. Mm-hmm. And then the two boys, there's this part where these two boys go into the mirror of life. They've, like, snuck in into the circus, and they're not supposed to be there. And they're trying to, like, sneak into the mirror thing. And they're like, we don't have any money. And they're like, oh, I think it's okay. You boys can go in. They get bit by the mirror people and drain dead, mm-hmm. which, of course, you know, only perpetuates the curse nonsense because people don't know what's happening and they think they're just dying off. It's weird how they suspend this killing throughout the whole fucking thing. When you notice people just disappearing overnight, you know? Well, maybe they were also distracted from the plague, you know, and getting it. You right. Know what I mean, 
Maybe there's just a lot of distractions going on. Well, they kind of assume that there's something going on with the... Because, the, like, one of the other guys is like, no, nah, it's the fucking animals. They're killing people. We don't know what, what it is, but it's vampires, animals, people. So mm-hmm. they go in, they start fucking firing at all the animals, like, <laughs> to fucking kill them all. And they do. And then Rose and Emil escape to the cave, which Rose is one of the lady, the mayor's daughter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that? Yeah, I think so. She was the one that was infatuated with Emil because he bit her on the neck and mm-hmm. oh, ser- yeah, served yeah. her up some vampone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking her on the ceiling and All shit. All right, we got it. <laughs> uh, but then Emil rips her fucking throat out over the Count's body and he's like, he will live tonight. <laughs> and Dora and her boyfriend go to the Mirror of Life and the two um, camps appear, two vampires appear, and suck her <laughs> suck her into the mirror but she's saved by the crucifix on her neck because she just wears it around her neck and then thrown back out and they're like ah uh, she's remember got, yeah she's got what she's been rejected <laughs> yeah oh and this is when they find out that the 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 disease that everybody's suffering from covid is, is rabies oh from the bats yeah because it was rabies yeah, bats. somebody got bit by a bat what the fuck is with all these bats like, i know bats carry so much disease. and it has nothing to do with the vampires by the way mm. just randomly bats well bats are vampires right no <laughs> you're, you're ma- i'm having seizures i'm gonna have a seizure i'm just trying to get this straight okay all right anyway i thought that was weird there's a lot going on in this movie the two twin vamps from earlier corner dora but she drops a big fuck you cross on the female <laughs> twin's chest Mm-hmm. And it kills the other one too, because mm-hmm. like I guess they're, they're tied. Connected. Yeah, they're connected yeah. spiritually, psychology. I don't know what it is. It's a twin thing. Yeah, a lot of different rules in this in these, this movie. Yeah. By the way, it's almost dawn, and they need to put an end to everything. So they go to warn the town outside about the vampires and hunt the rest of the circus. But Dora gets stolen by them secret somehow, and he's going to be fed to the count, of course. And Emil goes to bite Dora over the count, but is tricked by his mother, which makes no sense, by the way. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand this part at all. She changes into someone else. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. She's like a a shapeshifter. One of them was. Yeah. And then her boyfriend comes in to scare off Emil with a cross and they shoot arrows at him, but nothing stops them until their dad pulls the stake out of the count and jabs it into Emil. And that's when they realize, oh, shit, the count's back. Right. Like, which we I just, thought. We just had to pull out the stake. Yeah, you didn't need to feed him the whole fucking town, Dildo. Yeah. Just pull the stake out, ding. <laughs> I think it's just because Emil had a power-hungry thing going on there. Mm-hmm. Must have he been. was in charge. Yeah. He liked the power. Mm-hmm. Got to his head. Mm-hmm. And eventually to his chest. Obviously. Which <laughs> the count heals after the stake's pulled out, and he beats her boyfriend but he holds up a crossbow, like the bottom of it, underneath it. <laughs> that it sh- was stupid. And it shines, and it looks like a cross on the bottom, and he hisses. And then the boy lowers the fucking the, the, crossbow. the crossbow so that his head's in between the arrow and the, the bow part. Which makes no sense. And then he pulls the trigger, and it cuts his head off. The wire's so taut. Yeah, because yeah, cause that could cut someone's head off. 
It was cool, though, because we got to see a head decapitation. It was cool, but it was funny because his head, like, they didn't show it fly or anything. All of a sudden, his head's just on the bed. It's back in the coffin. It was in the casket. Yeah, yeah. it didn't really make sense, like, the situation. Yeah, but they just probably didn't want to... They know, probably ran out of film. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was that a part too. of that fucking... It's like, we'll just stick your head through this coffin. You know, you're decapitated. It's okay? cool, though. I mean, that's what I like about these 70s Hammer films. I think this is more my cup... My speed is the, the, the 70s Hammer horror films. Right. Because I think they get a little wilder and riskier and they ran out of ideas right. so that's kind of like the the premature 80s thing right which is where they ran out of all the ideas and they just started trying anything <laughs> like you know getting uh-huh. as wild as they could right because the tech we have the technology but uh but the whole town burns and the cave that burns down they throw some like dynamite or something down there mm-hmm. um I don't know why it didn't burn and destroy everything the first time, so hopefully that does the trick. Mm-hmm. Vampire Circus 2? Just kidding. Everybody's dead. <laughs> yeah, There's right. nobody Everybody's there. Everybody's dead. This is nuts. I but- felt bad for the little guy because he just got thrown and hit his head on a rock. Oh, yeah. That's how he died. He, like, broke He his wasn't neck. a vampire. It's crazy. I would have thought it would have been cool. He was, like, a familiar. He was, like, the coolest character because <gasps> he was, like, the one that was, like, the most fucked up. Like, uh-huh. he felt like the leader of the whole thing. He would, like, mm-hmm. lead people down a path to get torn apart by the panther. Mm-hmm. He fucking would smile at the kids and make them happy when they were scared. Do you think the vampires were discriminating against him since he was a little person? No, I don't know. Maybe. Because, I mean, they wouldn't make the kid uh, Why would So he was like Why a servant. He was like person? their Igor or something. It was right? like a famili- familiar. Is that what they're called? I forget what movie that a is. A familiar. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know because these rules in this movie are different than most vampire yeah, movies. Yeah, that's true. So they they can't similar. get burned, right? So why are they know. burning them in the end? I like, would like to to see this movie remade. Some more I modern. think it could be. I, I think, think it, they could do it. I think someone out there. If could do someone it. had like an artistic aesthetic style mm-hmm. about them, yeah, and did these vampires very differently, mm-hmm. like I'm talking like really wicked dark shit, right? Like very um, almost like. Tim Burton, not, no, hold on, not, hold on. Yeah, not character. Almost like Tim Burton meets like something wicked this way comes mm-hmm. with like a, a, a serve, a healthy serving in the middle, like the medias portion mm-hmm. of like Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, that makes sense. Like if he were to do some sort of like different types of vampires for the different types of circus members. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So like when the Panthers change into humans, they also have another form that's like even more like ancient and fucked up looking. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. So that, you know, at some point in time, they could look like just husks. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I don't know. Something cool like that would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. If someone had like an aesthetic, artistic approach to it, I would want to see that. Right. You know, something not very mainstream looking, but, mm-hmm. but has the budget. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I would, I could do that. I could see that. Yeah. I don't think they could do the whole sex panther thing, period piece type thing. I think they should just throw that out. Yeah. They, how, would it be, how would you do the circus? I'm just not a period piece kind of guy. How would you do the circus? There's circuses still, right? But they're like you could do it. You could do it in like set in like the 70s or the 80s. It would be cool to do it from the 70s. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. where they did roll into town like that, like a a small town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they still had stuff like that Mm -hmm. where they kind of rolled in, but it was more of like a carnival, carnival style. Yeah. But you could do it like in a small town where it's like you know like some fucking 
I don't know. And maybe people are getting sick there and there's like some sort of like, maybe they throw that, maybe they don't even get sick. Maybe they skip the whole beginning of this movie and just use the part where the circus comes into town and they're vampires. Right. And you don't need the the, subplot of the count. Quarantine the town and that kind of crap. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it would be kind of interesting if there was some sort of sickness that developed out of them showing up at the same time. Mm -hmm. Or like this town was like quarantined off and somehow it got in. That'd be kind of an interesting twist. Yeah, I don't know. You know, because, like, why are they coming in? Why would they choose to be there? You right. Know? It could be some sort of, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. It could be, like, an alternate world, you know what I mean? But I, I definitely, doing anything circusy with, like, people who are not very normal looking, mm-hmm. I think would be good. Yeah, don't do it like American Horror Story. Oh, God. That uh, season was flipper, horrible. F- uh, flipper fucker hands. <laughs> Jesus. Where he was like fingering women for a living. What was <laughs> that fuck? all about? Like, they're like, oh my God, it's amazing. Dude, I don't even think we got past two episodes of that that season. Yeah, we weren't very fond of that no. one. Anyway. I don't know. I'm not much of a vampire fan, but it's interesting to see these um, kind of vampires in the 70s mm-hmm. because it's so different than what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it is have like, they do have that sexual air about them, mm-hmm. which is kind of popular in the vampire thing, you know, mm-hmm. fucking them on the ceiling type shit. But I mean, like, it is kind of a, a very hammer thing. Like they're doing a lot of sexual mm-hmm. vampire stuff. Right. So I don't know. It's interesting. What do you guys think of these movies? Have you seen these movies? What did you think about them? Do you agree with our scores? Do you like do you know how to score these kind of movies? Because it's fucking hard. It's hard. It's hard when you think about it, it and compare it to what movies we see nowadays, you know, because we've just changed so much. It's a completely different movies, you know, like very different worlds. So like, even in the 80s, like I look at the 80s movies and I watch these things and it's like right before the 90s kicked in where everything felt more real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we we're more aware what real acting was, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, whereas like art and performance before was more of like a performance thing. Mm-hmm. So, so what do we have in store for next week? Yeah. What do you want to do next week? What's on the list? The following week we got Patrick Special coming guests. in. What like, summer movies? Like Cabin Fever. We do Cabin Fever one and two. Mm-hmm. All right. So next week. We'll do Cabin Fever and Cabin Fever 2. Time to get summary. It's called Cabin Fever, right? Or no, wait. What was the second one called? I don't know. I've never seen there's, the second there's one. There's a third one that's kind of like bastard eye, like it's, on, like it's floating in its own island thing, I remember. Mm-hmm. Like they go to an island and the, the, the disease is there, but oh. I haven't seen Cabin Fever or Cabin Fever 2 in a long time, and I would really like to see those. Didn't Not the remake, by the way. I was way. just going to say that. Didn't they remake it? Yeah, they made a remake of it, like, and within, I don't know why. Within like five or six years, they made the remake, it, and it was horrible. It's not that it was horrible. It, was horrible. it just didn't do anything that much different other than swap the, ro- the, the like, like the sexes of, of a character. Oh. And this, the original is way more gory, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed it way more, and it's, I don't know. So, yeah, we're going to do Cabin Fever. And Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever from 2009 next week. So it says here you can watch Cabin Fever on Peacock for free or you can rent it. Um, there might be some other way to watch it on like YouTube. I haven't looked, but yeah. You Same. Can... Oh, so both of them are on Peacock? Yep. So if you want to watch it on Peacock, you could sign up. I think it's like, 
Is Peacock free? Peacock is free. So it's like a Tubi? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so if you have the app, you can get the app on, like, your devices and then cast it to your device or get it on your TV if it's not already on there. Like, our Vizio, I think, has Peacock. And then, you know, you could put it on a device. Like, I have it on my Xbox as well. So, Um, but, yeah, we'll watch them on there. um, And then we'll do that for next week. Then the following week, we got Patrick with us. I'm out. He's got a couple of movies and... and, uh, that he wants to watch, and then we're going to do a So Bad It's Good uh, episode as well. So Christina's going to be gone for two weeks. She'll be, yeah. she'll be nearby, but she's going to be so fucking busy. Yeah, I'm going to be too busy. I yeah. can't. I can't. And it's good. Patrick, Patrick wants to do this. Yeah, so. so if you guys are new and you haven't experienced Patrick, well, we, we get drunk a little bit more probably. You're in for a treat. Me and him do our fucking... What is it called? The fucking shots that we like to do? Sambuca. Yeah, we like to do some Sambuca, which kind of gets us high. It's like a <laughs> weird, like, almost like um the Green Fairy stuff kind of feels like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know how to explain it. It amps us up. So it'll be interesting to hear us trip over our words and get silly. So I hope you guys are looking forward to that. But other than that, thank you guys so much for coming by this week. Let us know what you think in the comment section. And as always, long live the boys.